Welcome back to Pancreas Pals, a podcast by diabetics for diabetics. I'm Emily, a writer and editor. And I'm Miriam, a licensed mental health counselor. We're just two women trying to live our best diabetic lives. While it might not always be easy due to the literal highs and lows, it always helps to have a Pancreas Pal to turn to. Hello and welcome to Pancreas Pals. I'm Emily. And I'm Christy. We're just two gals in our 20s trying to live our best type 1 diabetic lives. Every week we tackle a new topic from the diabetic perspective. Although we offer tips, we are not medical professionals, but we also offer plenty of anecdotes and general thoughts about how to embrace the type 1 lifestyle on your own terms. It's not always easy to do through all of the literal highs and lows, but it does help to have a pancreas pal to turn to. Hey guys, welcome to Pancreas Pals. Emily here. And Christy. And we are so excited to continue season three. Um, I don't know why I always talk like that when I'm excited, but this is real. This is me. Because it's a fun season. I think this is probably the most outreach we've had from listeners, and we're loving it. So today's episode actually comes from a suggestion from one of you guys, which is awesome and amazing, and we are listening. So just bear that in mind if you have something you want us to discuss. We're like 75% creative, but that last 25 we need help with. So if yeah. you give us an idea, we'll probably take it. And if you want to hear about it, chances are other people will want to hear about it. Because, you know, we all have the same disease or are affected by it through some other people, people you know, process of elimination, who knows. Anyways, um, this week we are chatting about what it's like to have to communicate to someone that you're actually having a low. We talk a lot about, you know, preparing for lows and, you know, like the highs and lows of diabetes, but I feel like it would be really sick if we, pun intended, if we (laughs) focused on, you know, the actual feeling of having a low and how, you know, you could be anything from driving, which is dangerous and scary, to in the middle of a work situation, to on a date, to you know, at the grocery store, it happens, you know, lows are blind and they affect anyone at any time. Unfortunately, I think think one of the key things to pull away just to jump right in here is self denial that you're having a low, I can't tell you how much how many times I've let a low probably get a little bit worse than it should have because I didn't want to acknowledge that I was having one because it was at an inconvenient time. Like while you're sleeping. <laughs> yeah, and you just want to stay asleep, but you, you all don't know the get feeling. Out of bed. You feel those like slight sweats. I mean, honestly, I have dreams that I'm having a low when I'm having a low, which sounds insane, but it's my body's subconscious gift to me. So, (laughs) yeah, I can honestly say as someone who does not do a CGM or a pump, I don't really have anything to alert me except that I set an alarm in the middle of of every night to make sure that I am not dropping too low. So just a little recap, not to interrupt you there, Christy, but um, for those new to the podcast, welcome. Um, We highly recommend you go back to seasons one and two, get a little low down. Um, God, me and Not too low down. Yeah, (laughs) it's just so nasty natural I think I'm a middle-aged man at heart dad joke central yeah that's why we get along so well but um go back to season one highly recommend season one episode one where we discuss our diagnoses our diagnosis stories um and really season one was the epitome of 
discovering what pancreas pals would be and we probably have touched on a lot of topics that you might have questions on in between the last two seasons but we're excited to crank out new stuff this season and sorry christy you may continue about having night sweats and not having a cgm which we do discuss in season one the cgm part not night sweats (laughs) well we can talk we can talk about night sweats too that's kind of a lady thing anyway oh my god (laughs) <laughs> come on you you're go to wrong. bed kind of chilly you wake up and you're like i don't need all several of these blankets and then you bring them back and you kick them off it's that's my true disease oh my anyway. god same like the worst my, is when you wake up like drenched in your own sweat and you're like this is disgusting but i went to bed frozen and then i wake up in like a pool of shame and i know i want to just let my feet out from under the cover so yes. i can cool down but i don't want the monsters under my bed to get me so oh yeah well i'm on the 22nd floor in a new york building so the monsters are all around me so there's no, denying <laughs> there's no escape they're everywhere <laughs> they're on the other side of my wall anyways Jesus. <laughs> we're doing great being on topic today Amazing. anyway so yes such as when you are sleeping there are many times when you don't want to admit that you're having a low even though you start to feel some symptoms if you're having a day where you're in pretty good range and you've seen numbers in like the low hundreds and 90s and you're like yes i don't want to do anything to spike this i just want a really stellar day you might not notice that that stellar day starts to slip a little bit lower than you intended because you were trying to keep yourself in range which is great but there are symptoms that are so easy to mistake as something like an afternoon headache that just comes from looking at the computer for too long at work, or you took a little bit longer of a walk than you intended, and you know, you've built up a little bit of a sweat, and you don't really realize that it's coming from something else, and even if you do start to think, oh, maybe it is coming from something else, you don't want to address it, because A, you're asleep, and you think it's just regular night sweats, as I'm now admitting I have, <laughs> we or... Do. or we or you're conversing with a coworker or something yes. and you you realize at least for me I feel like my mouth starts to feel like I have peanut butter in it. Yeah. You're talking you're talking a little bit slower. You slur. Sudden you start to slur. Suddenly any task just seems unbearable. Like you really just don't want to do anything even though you don't feel like you're going to fall on the floor and it's really hard to pay attention. Yeah. You know, you're having a conversation with someone and you're not even processing what they're saying. You're kind of nodding along, but you don't want to literally pause the person and say, wait, I need to check something because it's just awkward. I mean, if there's anything I've learned in my, wow, I'm coming up on my fourth anniversary, which is like bizarre to me to even think. I guess I did just turn 24 last week. Um, anyways, two weeks ago now. I don't know. Where is it? Where am I? When is it? Huh? But basically I, before my current job, I work in marketing now. Um, I was a writer, a journalist in the fashion world, if you will. And I, I, oh, thanks Christy. Um, that makes one of us, but (laughs) I would go around, you know, I would be walking around fashion shows, trade shows, talking to people, and I I do have a CGM, and for those who don't know, it's a continuous glucose monitor, and I use the Dexcom, my sexy Dexy, and um, it feeds me my glucose levels, it reads it from the, in between the layers of my skin, where I wear it on my stomach, Um, it sounds more graphic than it looks, it really is just like the size of a quarter, basically, anyways. Um, or maybe two quarters if I'm being honest, but I was walking around a trade show and I was reading, you know, like decent, I think I was at like 80. So I knew I was 
trend gonna probably drop soon so I you know popped some skittles in my mouth and kept on going and I was interviewing someone and we were like halfway through an interview that was like probably gonna it ended up being like a 30 or 40 minute interview and I started to feel I felt the lows I felt the shakes I felt the uh it's weird feeling and I try to describe it to my non-diabetic friends but and this might sound crazy and so feel free to call me out or explain this in a different way for anyone who has felt this way or in a similar way but I it's weird it's like I can almost feel my blood flowing through my body when I get a low agreed it's It's creepy it's weird it's like I just get this like kind of I I don't want to say a drop but like it's like I just feel a rush through my body and it's like it's not like a like you know oh my god sorry there's so many sirens outside New York's crazy this is how it feels when you're having a low like there are sirens going on basically sometimes if you have a CGM there really are sirens going on but um (laughs) I it's almost like you know when you get like a head rush from standing up really quickly it's like that but through the rest of my body and it's and it does and it doesn't pass yeah you know and that well it passes once I realize I'm having a low it's like my body is like trying to alert the whatever it is in my brain the neurons I I don't speak doctor but um (laughs) (laughs) I should have paid more attention in bio SOS but um it's like your body's signaling to you, and it straight up is signaling to you that, hey, I'm on the down and down, feed me something or I'm going to die soon, which is scary to say it like that, but there's really, you know, like, you know, you best eat something or you might pass out. So I was interviewing this person at a trade show once, and I had to be like, I'm so sorry to do this, but, you know, like, I'm a type 1 diabetic, and I just need, like, a hot second. I need to down this orange juice real quick or pop some Skittles. And they were, like, very understanding about it, and I found that the more honest you are about the situation, I have, honestly, as much as it sucks, come across people that, A, just don't understand, B, think they know things that they really just don't know, um, and C, just, like, are rude, to be quite frank about diabetes which is something I would I just cannot fathom but it's something I've come across and the only thing that I can attribute it to is a lack of education and a lack of empathy and sympathy for others but I won't get into that now um but you know like most people will understand excuse me podcast is not a good time to have laryngitis but it's something that people will understand and it's something that if they don't understand you know screw them you come first your body comes first they don't want to be there the one standing next to you when you're passed out. Trust me. And if they, yeah. if you have to explain it like that, if they're not being sympathetic, then I will be like, yo, you explain don't Explain the this. options. Yeah. I'm like, either you let me sit down and, or no, I'm going to sit down and you understand. Never say you let me because, you know, we are, we are active people. We are not passersby in our fate, if you will. Um, I'm going to sit Again, down. Again, I will. Oh, thanks, Christy. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to have these Skittles. I'm going to need a second. I'm so sorry for any inconvenience. This is something that I just have to deal with. And, you know, you move, you move on. You, blood sugar starts climbing back up. I, like, continued the interview, and it was pretty dope, and it was a good article. And, you know, you would have never known that I was having a low blood sugar at, from reading that article. So it can be awkward. It can be stressful. Um, I forgot what episode we've covered you know, it was our episode, I Beep at Work, uh, telling people about yeah. being diabetic in the workplace. But it's it's something that's important in and out of the workplace. It's not just at work. Like if you're walking down the street with your friends and you need a minute, you just got to be like, yo, I need a minute. 
that there's yeah. anything I've learned. And I think this kind of goes hand in hand with something we talked about with Libby the other week is just having a low is the perfect opportunity to take a little bit of agency in your entire diabetic life because living in constant fear of a low slowing you down is reasonable, but living in a world of fear that a low is going to stop you shouldn't be there. So taking the little bit of agency you can, just always having juice or however you treat your lows with you just so you have that off your mind because getting caught without snacks or without a backup plan is a very scary feeling and that's when you really do have to ask for help because you might not be equipped to run to the corner store and pick something up you might need to ask someone to go do that for you been there (laughs) I mean and it happens and if you're surrounded by people who want to see you not pass out from a low blood sugar which hopefully you are all the time um like that's (laughs) just what you're gonna have that's just what you're gonna have to do but like I take pride in the fact that I can treat the low. You know, it's such a horrifying, uncomfortable feeling, especially when it happens at a time that you don't want it to. Um, I was a waitress a couple of summers ago at a very high-paced restaurant near an unnamed baseball field in an unnamed city, Austin. <laughs> um, Whispers Boston, and let me, actively. <laughs> let me tell you that before home games... Baseball flan- flans, baseball fans flooded into the restaurant. I had to say that very slowly. <laughs> and it got crazy. It was, you know, everyone had seven to eight tables that they had to cover themselves. And I cannot tell you how irritated people looked. And I worked with good people. This is no shame on them. But, you know, it's very inconvenient to say the least when you have to ask people hey, I need to run to the bathroom to check this. Can you cover my seven tables in addition to your seven tables? But, you know, you don't have time to go and ask seven different other servers. So, I mean, and then there's the debate, do I explain this to the table of people I'm serving? And I just like to explain to the least amount of people possible possible because you don't want it to become an entire... Then you waste time between getting your juice box, explaining to people what's going on, and it's tough in the moment Especially to deal with that because you're you're feeling like so you're feeling so awful and then you have to socialize with people and explain and what i've just come to realize is there's really only so much explanation that has to go on and also if people really are not understanding and i had to do this when i initially told people like hey can you cover my tables you know what explain after the fact it is 10 times easier to explain to someone calmly and confidently what you needed and why when you're feeling better and when you're back in a normal range or on the up and up yeah and you can think clearly because i i'm so self-conscious when i know i'm having yes when you're low you're just stuffy something's not quite right and you know it but you know there is that fear is this going to be a negative response and you know what sometimes people will get irritated because oh my god we have to slow down and oh my god, this is going to take 20 extra minutes. Yes, it will slow things down. It's not going to stop the end product. It's not going to stop you from doing anything you want to do. What's 20 extra minutes in the grand scheme of things? Honestly, and it also, my sisters told me this. I have two sisters, for those who don't know. It's not like my sorority sisters or something like that. <laughs> my, my family, I should say, always says, you know, this is like the Darwinism of weeding out bad people in your life. Like, 
it you don't I don't need this negativity there are people in my life as unfortunate as it is that you know like at work or which like I started a new job so I think it's still a learning curve for everyone but that you come across that just don't understand and I'm sorry but I'm keeping I'm saving my life every damn day and I don't need the negativity of someone rolling their eyes someone not understanding what's going on I just don't need that and so if you're gonna if you're not receptive to any type of information regarding it or learning about it or you know any form of understanding then like that's fine you do you it's gonna be hard to live your life and make friends but like I'm not here to make you you know like more I'm, comfortable exactly with it. like like I, you're, I'm the one who has to be comfortable and that's again where 100%. agency comes in you can choose you how choose comfortable you surround yourself with too and like yeah, exactly and so I've actually I was on a date last year I want to say and um yeah because it was yeah anyways um I was on a date and I had a bad low blood sugar and it was really bad because it was like we were like multiple dates in and we were watching a movie and I had used up all of my low snacks earlier in the day and I cannot stress to you how important it is once you're back up at a normal level blood sugar wise to go and replenish your low snacks as soon as possible because I completely forgot about it because I was like oh like I was running high after like I overcorrected I was like oh I'll be fine I'll just grab it like after the date like or on my way home or like you know like at a bodega or something and we were sitting there and everything was closed around us and I didn't have any low snacks and he had nothing in his apartment and I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to die in this guy's apartment. And I'm not even I don't even like him that much. Like, oh, my what is God. Going on? <laughs> and um, he's a really sweet guy. He, I ended up like pounding his roommate's applesauce because I found applesauce in, in his cupboard. And I was like, yo, can I have this? And he was like, it's not mine. It's my roommate's. And I was like, I will Venmo your roommate. I need this. Like you have nothing else. And I ended up also having to have a few tablespoons of honey. And I was like, this is the weirdest combination of my life. But, like, hey, at least I can keep living. Like, whatever. I know. He was mad understanding about it. Like, he was actually – he's a really sweet guy. Like, we're still friends. But it was so – it was one of those moments where I was just like, this is so awkward. And I was, unfortunately, like, I was embarrassed. And I've learned now that I'm not gonna. I'm not going to tell you you shouldn't have been embarrassed, though. Because in that moment where you're like – rummaging through someone's cabinets and you're like I need your roommate's snacks for someone who really doesn't know what diabetes the, is just like, like the imminent and the imminence of a low because yeah. I'm sure he probably thought the same thing like oh if you're low can't you just eat later or like fix this later oh no he was and actually no. he's a smart guy so he understood luckily bless it bless his heart I've been I've been out and about with people that are like oh like can you wait 30 minutes and I'm like sorry I'm at 50 I don't got 30 minutes like or you know like it's just and I don't want to scare people and diabetes is serious though like that's something that I've learned is that yeah okay we can cope there are different levels that you can get to before it's life-threatening like there's different steps different you know thresholds if you will but at the end of the day when you're sitting somewhere double arrow down or you know you have like a whole bunch of insulin on board and you're below and you're like crashing and you're below 60 and 
this it, it is a dangerous situation and you want to be prepared and I don't want to scare anyone and anyone who's listening people who are diabetic are very capable of taking care of themselves and we have you know like we mentioned this last week with Libby um Libby Russell shout out to at I have the sugars we love her come back please we miss you um but it's we are capable but there are situations where we do need help and we're human and I'm sorry I made that mistake but it taught me like I have not knock on wood I have not been without a low snack since because that was so scary and just terrifying all around yeah but I think the way and kind of a lesson to take from that and I've had to learn this lesson myself too so no no uh targets Shame. at Emily here Ow, no not at all because I, I've had to do I've had to do that too where I'm at a friend's house and I'm like oh shoot and you have to ask for something and you know you do have to be a little bit picky with the low snacks because something like applesauce is great um it's easy to eat but one time I was at a friend's house and she was like oh all I have really snack wise is goldfish and I was like okay it's not gonna bring you up in time I like yes but the other thing is when I'm low my mouth tends to get very dry like my low and my very low and my very high symptoms tend to be somewhat similar like I kind of know the difference but straight up symptom wise the whole dry mouth thing really goes on both sides and you also you might be too exhausted to chew the goldfish because you are like I said you're talking slower you're moving slower it depends you're on chewing the level slower of low. yeah yeah it definitely depends on the level of low but for anyone including myself you know I'm even still learning as I'm talking on this podcast it is it it is so much more comfortable it's never comfortable to have a low especially in front of someone especially in front of someone you don't know very well or you don't want it you just for whatever reason you You don't don't want to know specifically (laughs) you don't want to know just you know there are people like bosses co-workers friends of friends you don't know that well there are various situations where having a low in front of someone is just that much worse because of who you're with yeah I promise you it will be 10 times less awkward if you have what you need to correct it yourself or you can clearly explain what it is you do need I think it makes other people more comfortable when you're comfortable because the thing they're going to be asking you afterwards is are you okay are you okay are you okay and you should be able to honestly answer yes when you have corrected the low but if you're not comfortable and you're not telling them what you need and for non-diabetics listen to what the diabetics are telling you you know if they, they know need, their bodies better than anyone yes if we need something specific from you we will tell you and to diabetics be confident enough to vocalize that because yeah. that's the agency you can take in the situation is how you handle the low true and how you educate people afterwards and if you're if you're the type of person that doesn't really want to educate people in terms of that it doesn't want to you know some people aren't comfortable they're not there yet with their disease they're not there yet with their maturity that sounds negative it's not maturity some people just aren't vocal and don't want to focus on something that they have that they're not that they don't like I mean hey who likes having diabetes but honestly at the end of the day I'm not telling you you have to tell people you have to explain what's happening we're telling you it'll be easier than next time because nobody's perfect and this is something this is a disease that hasn't been cured yet that they're still figuring out and you know we don't know how much longer we have to go until there is a cure or there is something like a bionic pancreas or anything like that that will take this out of our hands a little bit more and until then it's gonna get easier if we talk about it if we educate those around us if we're open and honest and honestly there's no shame in this disease and the stigma around it's got to stop and we're the first step to stopping that stigma try saying that five times fast 
Um, no. But quick, real quick before we wrap things up, um, I just want to say our top three favorite low snacks. Christy, just a little fun. What are yours? Uh, I was trained to always use juice first, so I am queen of the juice boxes. I always have one or two on me. I've gotten into cranberry juice. I used to do apple. Um, <laughs> so like you so said earlier, <laughs> like you up. said earlier, applesauce is huge for me. It's so easy to eat. You can, they're pretty small packages as well, so you can shovel those away probably almost as like quickly as you could down a juice box. Plus, the reason I've gotten into having those on the go is. As much as it is much more uh, normal to eat those with a spoon, I have been caught in a situation where I was on a train and I didn't have a spoon and I did have an applesauce, and you best bet I drank that thing. They have squeezable ones. That's what I use. Okay, Put wait, it away. I'll, I'll tell you about that in a second. What are your other two? So ap- first apple, sorry, first juice, second applesauce, third. Oh my God, those are always my go-tos. I do love the Welsh's fruit snacks. Yeah, as I was say, I've seen your diabetes drawer. You do have a fruit snack or two in there. I love them. They're also easy to eat, but they're also just like fruity and they tend not to make me feel too nauseous afterwards. And they so just taste so good. And then my third, I would probably say like a fruity Greek yogurt because that also has protein in it, which helps your blood sugar be sustained for a little while. Yeah. yeah. So if I can get my hand on a Chobani Flips, it is great because there's that extra sugar from the stuff that you're putting into the yogurt, the chocolate chips or whatever you're mixing in there. It tastes great. It's also easy to get down because it's not really chewy like granola or goldfish or anything like that and like I said the added benefits of a little bit of fat and protein to kind of sustain you after retweet so my top three number one is going to be um juice for if I'm at home and I'm having a low I will always go for the juice first or um that's a lie it depends on what bad snacks are around me if I'm being honest but and how low and how low you are because if I'm 79 and dinner's in a couple of hours you know I might actually go for some pretzels or something but if I'm 50 I'm going for the juice exactly if I'm anything right I should preface this if I'm anything below 60 I'm hitting that juice first second would be when I'm out and about I always go for skittles because people it's just easier to eat and it's less messy and I don't have to reseal it um and third um this is weird, but it's it's kind of like applesauce, but I have these like fruit tubes that are, um, I got a little sick of applesauce because I was hitting that hard for a while. Um, I now just do different kind of baby food purees that are in those pouches, um, and they're really good and healthy, and I'm getting my fruit in, so judge me. I don't care. They taste amazing. Um, would recommend. But thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. We hope you have an amazing week. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at pancreas underscore pals. We're having a lot of exciting Instagram takeovers coming up. Um, Just crazy, amazing things. We're so excited how many people are listening these days, how excited everyone is about the podcast. We love hearing from you guys. So also hit us up, email us at pancreaspals123 at gmail.com. Don't know who had the regular Pancreas Pals email, but we're coming after you. And (laughs) hit us up on Facebook as well. That's Pancreas Pals PP. And we are here for you guys. I can't tell you how much your messages mean to us. Like, I'll be sitting at work one day having, like, a hard time or just, you know, at work forever. And I'll get a little ping that we have a message. And I'm like, oh, my God, I love you yeah, guys I'm so cr- much. Yeah, I'm crying. The person who posted that now she's wearing her medical ID more 
because that was something I was so self-conscious about. And I was like, no one actually wears these, do they? So I'm glad that more people are wearing them. I'm very pro-medical ID. Yeah, same. We never take them off. Go back to season one. Christy, I've actually had to borrow Christy's before in the past. We were living in the same city when mine broke. But um, maybe we should start like a medical ID challenge and you can tag us and we'll we'll put it in our stories and give shout outs to all the peeps that tagged us. So look out for that. We Um, love medical IDs. Yeah, we're so pro. It just really helps in every situation and it helps you feel more secure. And now you can also add medical IDs to your phone that's on your SOS button, stuff like that. Maybe not SOS button. That might be fake news, but we'll get more info. (laughs) Um, But anyways, follow us. Keep in touch. We love hearing from everyone. And seriously, get pumped for the... God, I am so bad with these. Puns? Yeah, I can't, but I can. Um, The rest of the season is going to be amazing. We have some really cool guest people coming on, guest co-hosts. Really exciting things are happening, and we're so excited. And hashtag blessed to have all of you pals out there. So have an amazing week, everyone, and thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.